What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. Today's topic is around really creating a blueprint for generational wealth for you and for your family, why you should do it, how you can go about doing it, what that might look like and where to start. And really where this all spawned from was from a recent mastermind that I was involved in. And one of the questions was, is how are you thinking about and creating generational wealth in your family for your kids, for future generations, and really why is it important to you? And so we're going to talk about that today. There were some really insightful conversations and kind of branches off of that core tree trunk of a concept. And it really got me thinking around generational wealth and creating kind of this idea of a wealthy bloodline. And knowing that, you know, money and wealth means something different to everybody. I think there are a lot of reasons, which I'll share here in the show today, on why this should be a priority for you and for your kids more than anything, whether they want to be the wealth builder, empire, creator that you are. And so we're going to dig in on that today. If you are new to the show, of course, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for all things mindset, money, motivation to help you on your wealth building journey, being a part of our Millionaire Mindcast fam. You can always check out more links, resources, show notes, products, all the great stuff that we have available for you guys at millionairemindcast.com. And as going back far as, oh man, I think this was like seven or eight years ago. And one of the masterminds that I was at with GoBundance, um, this was a champion's event. So it was for the high, high net worth individuals. I wasn't really qualified at the time to be in the room, but because of some of the mentors and friends and being a part of this community for so long, I got, got lucky. I got to be a fly on the wall. And these were guys of like 50 mil, 100 mil, you know, 200 mil plus net worth. And they brought in a wealth planner that had done stuff for the Walton, you know, family, Walmart, for the, um, the Obamas. They'd done, he'd done wealth planning for like, I think, five or six different presidents. But he, he talked about this concept around building generational wealth, not, not the tactics and the strategy of it, but more so of the mindset of it. And he said, you know, most people that are the wealth builders in their family, they're the ones who change the course of their family tree and their lineage forever. And now there's a double-edged sword with that in a good way and a bad way. He said, you know, a lot of those individuals are metaphorically the Tom Brady. They are the superstar in their family unit, their family team. And they're the one who creates all of the opportunity, all the wealth, and you know, all the security and freedom for that initial generation of their family. And it really requires the families that want to create longevity in their wealth to not only sustain and maintain it, but to grow it to make sure that they utilize it in the ways that the initial creator, you know, hoped it would make an impact 
in, you know, individuals' lives and their family and in their communities and their causes that they're passionate about to have the positive ripple effect, it really requires the Tom Brady at some point in time to learn how to become the Bill Belichick. Because it's one thing to be the superstar that creates all of the opportunity and to create all the wealth and all the income. But at some point in time, you got to become a coach and you got to teach the people that are going to be catching that football how to run the plays and how to build the skills that allow you to succeed when you catch that football. What direction do you run in? How do you achieve the goals and hit the milestones that you're looking to going forward? And it was a really good analogy that I liked. And, you know, they talk a lot about the different tactics and strategies and really high-level stuff. And a lot of that is just very specific and, and curated to each individual family's goals and, you know, their unique situations and circumstances. But there's definitely some high-level stuff that we can think about when it comes to creating a wealthy bloodline and what the blueprint for creating generational wealth and impact looks like. And even if your kids don't want to be involved in your business, they don't want to take over your empire or care about, you know, wealth, maybe in the same capacity or context that you do, they still need to understand how money works. They still need to understand the importance that it can play in their lives, in their future. And also for the individuals that maybe aren't as money motivated or as focused on, you know, things that tactically create wealth, they need to understand the importance of how it can make a positive impact in the areas that they are passionate about, the causes they are passionate about, the world or the ecosystem that they are interested in playing in. Because at the end of the day, right? Money is what makes the world go round, and you want anybody in your world that's going to have some of it or ultimately who's going to need it, understand how to utilize it as a tool for good and a tool that can make a big difference in their life beyond just having money, materialism, buying flashy things, things like that, right? And so, you know, this is why I believe it's so important to teach your kids the values and the responsibilities and the skills that come along with being wealthy. And if you're smart, you'll tie it to what's important to them and their passions. And maybe there will be some convergence or alignment at some point in time in the future, right, where the wealth you've created and the platform that it's, you know, given you and your family and the impact that it can have will also align with the goals, the lifestyle, and the future that your kids might envision for themselves in future generations, right? Because at the end of the day, 100 years down this line, you know, you hope and pray that it will make a difference in your, you know, family tree in the future, but there could be and has been in many circumstances and scenarios, right, where people who create a lot of wealth, the next generation completely squanders it. It actually ends up doing more harm than good. And I ultimately think it comes back to the psychology of how people think about money, how people utilize money, and it being a tool that can elevate every future generation's ability to make a difference in the areas of their own lives and their families' lives and the community and causes that they're passionate about in the world and what that reality looks like for them. And that's why 
I believe building and creating generational wealth is so important for several reasons, right? Number one is financial security. Generational wealth provides a safety net and financial security for you, for your kids, for future generations. It allows families to withstand economic downturns, unexpected expenses, health emergencies. There's so many benefits to having a financial safety net and the ability to remove financial stress from your mental bandwidth and your physical world. It is such a liberating thing. And if so many people were operating from a place of abundance versus scarcity and fear around money, the world would probably look very different. So that's number one is the financial security piece, right? The second piece is opportunities. Generational wealth opens up opportunities for future generations to either pursue education, to go down and you know explore this path of entrepreneurship, being a business owner of innovating and solving problems in the world, other ventures, without being limited by financial constraints. And it can really provide a head start and enable individuals to take risks, to pursue their passions that ultimately unlock things that financial scarcity just doesn't give you the ability to do versus when you have this abundance and these resources available, the opportunities and the impact that that can make in your life, in other people's lives, in your own future family, but also the world as a whole, right, is drastically different when you have wealth and financial security. And the other piece of it, if you're one of those individuals that thinks about legacy and impact, building generational wealth allows you and others to leave a lasting legacy and make a positive impact on your family, on your community, on society as a whole. And I don't know about you, but those are three things that really do inspire me. I want to make my family better. I want to make the people around me and my community better. And I want to make the world and leave this world a better place than hopefully when I came into it. And, you know, having the ability through wealth to make a legacy and create impact in philanthropic efforts, charitable causes, you know, contributing to societal progress in some way is not only very fulfilling for the individual, but when you can gift other people that opportunity and the impact it can make in their lives be by being able to go and create more impact, there's a compound effect that is very immeasurable, but at the same time has massive art. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com 
forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. ROI. So talking about how, right, wealth goes far beyond your bank account and how many commas and zeros you have, there's this legacy and impact piece that ties into it. Now, how, right, are some of the ways you can go about building generational wealth? Well, number one, I think it all starts with financial education. And I'm going to share with you kind of where I'm starting um, on really some basic financial topics that I can start planting the seeds with my kids, not telling them they have to be financial experts, that they have to want to take over, you know, whatever it is that I create and, you know, leave to them. But I think if you can have healthy, productive conversations and build up confidence and awareness and understanding of how understanding the world of finance and, and money works and tying it to important things in the future, there's a much more likely chance that they're going to, one, be more financially successful in their lives, but also carry on that generational wealth and legacy if that's something that you want to create. It's becoming intentional about financial education and starting by educating, one, yourself, number one, and this is something that I feel like I'm still on a journey on. I learned something new about the way the world of money works, the stock market, and the financial market, you know, and the global economy is a completely, you know, insane uh, world of finance to unpack and learn and educate yourself on. The world of real estate investing and asset management is a different world of, you know, financial acumen and, you know, money skill sets. Same thing with your own personal finance. Same thing with business finance, right? So starting by educating yourself and your family about personal finance, investments, wealth building strategies, this knowledge will help you make informed decisions and avoid common financial pitfalls that so many people, unfortunately, majority of people make. And, you know, there was a comment that somebody said to me on a podcast not too long ago is that 95% of people are broken, unhappy. And so if you want to be the opposite of that, then do the opposite of what most of those people do. And when you think about the world of finance and money and skill building, they don't teach you that stuff in school, right? So it does really require some intention, some purpose behind finding ways to educate and elevate your financial IQ. The other side of it that you can go about building generational wealth through is you have to get in the game. You have to step into the batter's box. You have to play this long-term investing game. And it's, a, a you know, a marathon that's made up of many short sprints, right? And you've heard me say crockpot versus microwave. When it comes to building real wealth, you have to think of it in crockpot terms versus microwave mindset. And investing in assets that appreciate over time, whether that's stocks, whether that's real estate, whether that's your business, long-term investments have the potential to grow significantly and provide a source of wealth for future generations if you are consistent, intelligent, and you have stamina to stay and weather the volatility and the storms that will happen over the course of long-term investing, but it is much less riskier than chasing all of these short-term 
sexy things that ultimately many people are distracted with nowadays. The next piece of how you can build, protect, grow your generational wealth is diversification. As you get further into the game, right, it's finding ways to diversify your investments, your income across different asset classes to mitigate those risks, to, you know, spread investments across stocks or bonds or real estate, other investment vehicles like life insurance, right? Having this holistic approach. And that's something that Ryan and his amazing team, why they've been able to, you know, bring uh, a lot of value to our Millionaire Mindcast family. As many of you know, I've always focused and talked about businesses and, you know, my real estate. And it wasn't until Ryan came into my world that I started leveraging a lot more of his, you know, holistic approach to diversifying into different stocks, ETFs, you know, life insurance. So thinking about diversification and how it can be a strategy that protects wealth from market volatility and spreads it across market volatility is a great way to continue to create generational wealth. And that will be something that ultimately you just find over the course of your investing journey, strategic points in time where it makes sense to start spreading some of that income, those investments across different asset classes. Entrepreneurship is one of the best ways to create wealth and build generational wealth. Starting a business, investing in somebody else's entrepreneurial investors. Successful businesses can generate substantial wealth and historically have been arguably the greatest vehicle for building not only financial acumen and skills, but wealth. So thinking about how that can be something that ties into your wealth building plan and whether it's you actively building a business or investing passively in somebody else's business, that can be a great way for building generational wealth. Estate planning, extremely important. Working with professionals such as estate planning attorneys and lawyers to develop you know, a comprehensive estate plan. This is probably the number one thing that Obama and you know, uh, all of these other individuals that he had done estate planning for that he said was the most important piece of all of it is we all know one thing, tax, ta taxes and death are going to happen. No one is exempt from that. And therefore, having very strong estate planning strategies and constructs is critical. Wills, trusts, other legal structures to protect and transfer assets efficiently to the next generation, very, very important and where a lot of people end up taking major steps backwards and or losing everything because they didn't have proper estate planning. Next is financial discipline, right? Just you being the Tom Brady, running the plays, studying the playbook, getting in the gym and metaphorically working on your skill set, right? Practicing sound financial habits, saving, budgeting, avoiding excess debt, figuring out ways to consistently invest and stay in the market, understanding the responsibility behind financial management, contributing to long-term wealth accumulation as you go and chase short-term income accumulation. Having those disciplines and skills is going to be critical and is something that you can continue to build up over time, which is going to tie into your ability to create true generational wealth. And then this last one that I thought was kind of interesting, I was doing a little bit more research on this, was the idea of intergenerational communication. Foster open and transparent communication about wealth and financial matters within your family. I can't tell you how many people I know 
that have never had money conversations with their parents. It was almost like money was a taboo topic. And that way of thinking and that mindset is going to be the largest hurdle for you to actually go and create and build real wealth if you can't get around that. If you can't be open and having good, healthy conversations, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, right, around finances and money, it's going to be very challenging to find a way to create a collective narrative that ties in with generational wealth and serves everybody along the way. So educating your children, your grandchildren, right, your parents about financial responsibility, involve them in these decisions. Don't make these behind closed doors. Create transparency. It's only going to create more opportunities for everyone to grow, to build skills, to participate in the conversation, to have buy-in in the plan, and to actually carry it out over time. And, you know, I think it's just important to note that building generational wealth, it requires time, it requires patience, and it's that long-term mindset. And it's a journey that you know involves making a lot of decisions and a lot of adapting and a lot of pivots and a lot of changes based on what circumstances are happening in your life or in the market or in the world right and just continuously continuously learn using that journey to elevate your financial acumen and your skill set so real quick let's wrap up with what are some topics that you can start with you know I think that the best way is one, you know, if you don't know these things to commit to learning them and educating yourself, whether that's reading books, listening to podcasts, watching YouTubes, there's so many great financial tools and influencers out there that are educating people. But I also think when you can become a teacher, it really creates a different dynamic of how you absorb and retain what it is that you're teaching. So with that said, here are 11 financial topics that are important to talk about and teach to your kids that I wanted to share with you. This is from uh, an Instagram uh, thread on uh, kind of a finance influencer that I like to follow. He always puts out some good stuff. His name is, uh, I think it's Rajat Sony, R-A-J-A-T-S-O-N-I. And he put out this post that I thought was really productive. And I've already used some of these things with my kids. If you don't want your kids to be broke, and I'm just going to read it to you then teach them these important money lessons. Number one is cheap versus frugal. Cheap focuses on price. Frugal focuses on value. Number two, needs versus wants. If it's required for survival, it's a need. If you don't, it's a want. Rich versus wealthy. Rich, earning a lot of money by selling your time but you have no freedom, wealthy, owning your time, and being able to do whatever you want with it. Number four is delayed versus instant gratification. Instant gratification, giving in to your impulsive desires for an immediate reward without thinking of the long-term consequences versus delayed gratification, resisting temptation of an immediate reward in favor of a greater award later on down the road. Number five Start investing early. When you're young, you have time on your side. A 20-year-old can invest $190 a month to be a millionaire by the time they're 65. That's not a lot. If a 45-year-old wants to achieve the same goal, they would need to invest $1,700 a month, which again, still, later in the game, 
1700 bucks a month, not terribly excessive if you're strategic enough and you could, again, become a millionaire by the age of 65. Mistakes are lessons. Every mistake adds to your understanding of the world. Learn from your mistakes and don't make them again. Never beat yourself up over past decisions. Being able to move on from failures is a part of success. Good mindset, money mindset approach, right? Using that failing forward mindset. Number seven, money isn't everything. I think this one's really important. Prioritize health, family, and friends over money. Don't let earning more money get in the way of being healthy or having strong relationships. This is something that I know not everybody subscribes to, but again, I think ROI goes far beyond a balance sheet and you know uh, a P&L. And health, family, friends, experiences, in my opinion, produce the greatest ROI on planet Earth. And yet, money can be an amazing tool. While it's not everything, it can be an amazing tool for enhancing those experiences, for making your health, your family, and your friends even stronger. Number eight is being a lifelong learner. Never stop learning. There will always be topics you don't understand and ideas you haven't heard of. Learn from other people's experiences by reading books, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. Number nine, spend more on what you love. If you cut out the unnecessary expenses, give yourself permission to spend some on the sav- of the savings on what you love. Number 10, avoid impulse purchases. Use the seven-day rule to make a decision about whether you want something. Americans spend thousands every year on impulse purchases. Wait seven days before making any purchases that aren't needs if they impact your finances. I love that one. Number 11 that he finished off with was live below your means. Spend less than you earn, cut expenses, or earn more to do so. This is the only way to create discretionary income to give yourself freedom. And it really kind of ties into one of the things that I love, uh, you know, this, this quote of a man's wealth is measured by his ability to go without, you know, and, and when I think about how I was able to eventually get to a point where, you know, my wealth started to snowball, it was like, man, I've been living below my means for over a decade. It wasn't until literally 2021 that I bought my very first new car. I drove the same car from college from when I was broke to well beyond when I was a millionaire. And living below your means, I think is an important skill. doesn't mean you need to live poor or broke or to have a very scarcity-based mindset. It just means when your income and your investments bump up, it doesn't mean your lifestyle has to bump up with it. Now it can, and if it's warranted and justified, sure. But there's also something to be said for the people that can keep life simple and use the income and use the investment wealth gain that you're creating along the way to continue to reinvest into other assets that are going to continue to compound and have an even greater snowball effect, which will give you the ability to, over time, increase the basis of your monthly living and lifestyle. So I thought these were some great things that, again, you can start by having some conversations with the people who are important and tied into your generational wealth living plan, whether that's your parents, whether that's yourself, whether that's your partner, your spouse, and most importantly, your kids planting these seeds early on, sharpening those axes early on, so that way when it's time to consistently start swinging them, you guys are equipped and capable of doing this at a really high level and giving yourself the best chance to do it in a healthy way 
that serves the family, that serves the initial intention and goal of why you wanted to create wealth in the first place. Because I will say this, there's a lot of people who have amassed a ton of wealth and you talk to any real estate planner, wealth manager, financial planner, they've seen the worst of the worst stories of people that have made a ton of money and their parents had good intentions of when they were going about doing it and they didn't take the time to go from being Tom Brady to Bill Belichick and coaching the next generation of people who are going to be throwing the footballs and running the plays and catching them, right? So thinking about that is something that's really important. I, I, I don't know if it was Rumi that said this quote or there was somebody that said, I am not the archer. I am not the arrow. I am the bow. And essentially what I take away from that, right, is I am not the archer means I am not the one doing it anymore. I am also, right, so you're not the Tom Brady. You are not the arrow, right? You're not the football, but you are the bow. You're the structure. You're the coach. You're the person that is equipping the individual to go out and do what it is that they want to do with the outcome that is intended for. So I don't know about you, whether you want to die with nothing and, you know, creating generational wealth is, is not important to you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting to create a massive empire and fortune and see that get carried on for hundreds of years down the line in your family tree. But if you do want to create a wealthy bloodline, you do want to create a blueprint for generational wealth and impact. I think this is a great way to start having conversations, to start thinking about milestones and stepping stones, and more importantly, to start having discussions and building skills around these particular things. So hopefully that was helpful. I know it got me thinking a lot differently when I was leaving that conversation and you know some of the things I wanted to do with my kids, some of the things that I wanted to do with myself, with my wife. Um, and obviously some of the actual, you know, stepping stones and action items that have to come as a result of that in order to achieve the goal that, you know, I'm looking to achieve for my family. So with that being said, if you know somebody that's trying to build generational wealth or is thinking about how to go about it or is thinking about what to talk about with their kids, um, share this episode with them. I would greatly appreciate it if you enjoyed the episode and you haven't left a review in iTunes or whatever podcasting platform. It'd mean the world if you take two seconds to leave a review. It's how we continue to reach more ears and eyes on the Millionaire Mindcast. And of course, don't forget to check out millionairemindcast.com for all the great stuff that we got available for our listeners and Millionaire Mindcast family. With that being said, appreciate y'all. We'll see you in next week's episode. Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers. Cheers. 